Have you been wanting to make your personal care routine more eco-conscious? Well, allow me to introduce you to Wild. Wild is a natural deodorant that actually works and is great for both your body and the planet. Wild is made from natural ingredients, is vegan and cruelty-free, and doesn't have things like aluminum, parabens, or harsh chemicals that can irritate your skin. Wild is actually made with bamboo. Seriously, what can't bamboo do at this point? And ingredients that you'll recognize, like shea butter and baking soda. My favorite part about Wild is the fully sustainable design. When you first order your deodorant, you'll get to pick out a cute aluminum case, and after that, you order refills to go inside. I have the aqua-colored case right now. For those of you who know me personally, of course, I chose the aqua case, but they have a ton of different colors you can choose from. They even have patterned cases, including a limited edition one right now with little wiener dogs on it that is super adorable. They have lots of great scents like mint and eucalyptus or coconut dreams, and they even have a little mini sample pack of deodorant that you can order so you can try different scents before committing to one. If wild deodorant sounds like something you might want to try, then go wild today with a special discount of 25% off your first order when you use code JUDGINGYOU at checkout. Go to wearewild.com and use code JUDGINGYOU at checkout. Enjoy! Hello, everybody. Hello. My name is Shannon. I'm Alyssa. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag, Hashtag Judging you. you. But this week, it's a movie patch. It's the worst of the worst. Oh, my folks. gosh, guys. But anyway, before we get into that, mm-hmm. we did want to present you with a few jokes because yeah. we were gone last week. You had a fun one. You want to go with yours? Oh, this one's stupid. How did the two cats end their fight? I don't know. They hissed and made up. (laughs) (laughs) What did the custodian say when he jumped out of the closet? Uh, Supplies! What do racers eat before they compete? I don't know. Nothing. They fast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you did with your eyebrows, but that was great. What do you call a belt made of watches? A belt made of watches? Yeah, of course. Well, I don't know. A waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we should get into this because it's going to take a while. A while. A while. A while. A while. Yeah. Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> saying Why are you being blocks? weird? <laughs> <laughs> saying what? Which way? <laughs> okay, guys, are you all ready for a... You're not. Dude, you're not <laughs> you're ready. You're not ready you're for this. You're not ready at all. You're not ready for this Which is jelly. Okay, because, like, I watched, like, the... Like, I watched half of the trailer, uh-huh. and I thought, okay, this will be bad, yeah. but, like, this won't be... <laughs> The trailer made it seem like it was a completely different movie. Yeah. A completely different movie. I think we both thought this was going to go a different way. Absolutely. Than it did. I did not know what I was expecting, and it was not this. Absolutely not. Not this. No. I'm genuinely happy you told me that this, that it was what it was. Yeah. Because I straight up would have had a fucking aneurysm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we split this movie. Yeah. I watched the first half. Uh-huh. First good chunk. Yeah, most of it, actually. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Lucia finished it up, so I'm very excited yeah. to see how this shit show yeah. ends. Because whole you guys oh, <laughs> there are no words. But we're gonna we're gonna try. Yep. So the Tubi movie that we reviewed this week is called Grim Woods. <laughs> Unless you're on IMDb and then it's called The Book of Nightmares. Yep. For reasons. For reasons. For, I'm 99.9% sure it was filmed in Canada. Probably. So I don't know if that's a difference. I think The Book of Nightmares would have been a way better story than Grim, Grim Woods. Grim Woods is stupid as it's shit. It's so stupid. Like, because it has nothing to do with anything. No. Other than the fact that they're, like, camp In the counsel. woods. Yeah, like, yeah. they're just in the woods. Yeah, like, that's it. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But, uh, to introduce this for you... It has a 2.2 rating <laughs> on IMDb, and that's fucking generous. Uh-huh. We'll get into that later, oh, yeah. but oh my god. Uh-huh. This I think they saw this, or I think people reviewing this movie thought it was a passion project. There's only like seven reviews, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that doesn't help. They were being so generous. Oh yeah. my gosh! I think I think it was probably their friends. Probably being like, this movie sucked. It was them but... making different accounts mm-hmm. <laughs> going on there. Yeah, and there was also like a fuck ton of people in these. This wasn't there. I mean, kind of. Yeah, like because each thing is each story is different people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So I watched, like I said, I watched the first half of the movie, and like I watched it on my own day, and then I told Alyssa where to start, so she watched it on a different day, and so the whole time I was watching it, I was sending her like cryptic, because I didn't want to give anything away. But I was giving her, sending her messages and videos of like my stunned silence, and like, oh my god, this movie is so bad, and she was like okay sure <laughs> and then when she watched it she was like i'm so fucking sorry <laughs> it's terrible we should like include some of these on the right. TikTok or whatever just be like i mean that was there um i'm gonna pull up your video real oh quick. yes I'm it excited. made me laugh so hard <laughs> and this was Alyssa, like eight minutes into watching her part <laughs> okay 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 here is Alyssa's reaction what are we watching <laughs> What are we watching? Genuinely, I'm... <laughs> That's not the one I thought it was, but it's still funny. Okay, where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, here it is. Shannon, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry I suggested this movie. I'm so sorry that you watched 53 minutes and 20 seconds of this movie. I have only watched 8 minutes of this movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then after that, she said, I told you. And I sent message after message. I said, Shannon, Shannon, how can this be this bad? Shannon. Yep. And it is. It is. And the worst part is like when I was reading back over my notes, when you're just looking at the storyline, yeah. it's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. But watching the damn thing yeah. is so bad. So bad. We, I genuinely think you need to add clips if we yeah. can. I don't know how. I don't know. But we need to record some kind of clips. Yeah. And post them on, on TikTok. Like, I'm getting the heebs yeah, thinking so, about it. It's so fucking, terrible. No, I can't get out of my head. In, one of, in my part, the girl runs forward, but she's clearly, like, waiting for them to say, action! Uh-huh. And then she runs forward and she skids and, like, onto the ground and is like, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Anyway, okay. I just... You guys, no, okay, no, okay, no, okay. Mm-hmm. If you're ever gonna watch any of these movies, 
It's gonna be this one. You have to. You have to go to Tubi. You don't you won't understand otherwise. Yeah. You will not understand. Yeah. The pain, the suffering. Literally <laughs> one of the worst movies we have ever, ever reviewed seen. on here, ever. Yeah, I straight up was talking about how I was like, you remember how Dollface was bad? You remember how Dollface was real bad? This one might be worse. It might be. It might be. The acting is oh, yeah. atrocious. Atrocious. My five-year-old could make a better movie than this. Oh, yeah. And act in every character. We could do it, Shannon. I know. We could do we it. We could write a movie. We could write a movie, <laughs> Shannon. produce and film. Yep. A movie ourselves. A movie. Yep. And be better than this. Oh, yeah. We Anything. have two husbands that will help. Yeah. Like. Yep. Some friends along the way. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, we should get into it. because. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, the synopsis is, ignoring all signs and warnings, four counselors at a remote summer camp tell campfire stories to each other from an ancient book of evil that comes to life to haunt them one by one. No. It doesn't. That doesn't happen, right? <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> Okay. And we'll get there. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. I'm interested. Yeah. Okay. So. Haunt them one by one. <laughs> yep. They didn't even fucking watch this movie. No. Whoever wrote that synopsis. Yeah, they just made that up. Yeah, they made that up. They went camp counselors, evil book. Here you go. Yeah. Like. Maybe it was AI. AI, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, big sign number one that this was going to be a terrible movie is that it is made by wild eye releasing and i sent Alyssa a screenshot of that and i was like oh god here we go might as well be black cat entertainment seriously or um uncorked uncorked yeah same same deal black cat uh comment below if you know what black cat is from oh the ogs yeah yes ogs might know black cat entertainment is it black yeah yeah And then it went into porn. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> um, that one was pretty bad, too. Yeah, it was really bad. That one was pretty bad. What? We, we haven't reshared any of that one anywhere. I don't even know if we could share any of that on TikTok. No, probably not. Probably not. No. Okay. <laughs> I knew that Wild Eye looked familiar, so I was looking through some of their movies, and I feel like there's more that we've seen that they didn't have on there. But uh-huh. anyway, they made Jurassic Shark. <gasps> yeah. And also Velocipaster. Okay, yeah. But that one was on purpose yeah. bad. This one doesn't feel no, on purpose bad. It was not on purpose bad. No, it did not no. seem that way at all. Maybe, I mean, they may have been trying to be a little funny a little with hokey. it. A little hokey, but, but like... Not, not like a... What's it called? It's not like a mockumentary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. It, it wasn't House Shark. No. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this felt like they were trying, and it just didn't work no. at all. So, we have some opening credits. These go on for two and a half minutes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Which and is so ridiculous, because people are like, yeah, it's only two and a half minutes, but I'm like. It's forever. It's forever. Forever. There's a scene later on that's six seconds long. Forever. It's forever. Yeah. Anyway, okay. But it shows all the names along with um, a bunch of, like, creepy pictures. Like, pretty much they just found every free creepy clip art they could find Mm -hmm. and put it into this thing. But it's, like, supposed to be, like, an old-timey, like, slideshow Mm -hmm. projector kind of thing, right? Uh, But we finally open to a radio DJ who's sitting in their booth. And it's, like, the (laughs) camp-specific DJ radio station. (laughs) I guess. And she's like, this is Rockin' Roxy coming at you live today. And <laughs> so fun. 
and she says that like this is the last day of summer camp and how it's been a great year and the the uh the weather's great so you need to get outside and enjoy your last day here blah 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 and there's like aerial shots of the whole camp which i wonder where they filmed this Mm because like it looked pretty legit like there were cabins and they must have found a camp i guess yeah and she's like all right see everybody next year signing off this is rockin roxy um, and then we see this Radio young rebel. man. <laughs> Radio Rebel. Oh. Just, it's better than Rock and Rock. It's Disney. Radio Rebel? Yeah. It, it's a what's-her-face with the teeth. Demi Lovato? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon always knows who I'm I talking about. I got you. Oh. She does have the teeth. She does have the teeth. <laughs> it's so sad that she was cracked out of her mind for, like, all of her... All of it. All of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. But you go back and you go, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So we see a young man named Dwayne, Dwayne laying on a bed in his cabin. And he's just kind of like listening to music uh, on the radio. <laughs> and a camp counselor named Frank comes in and asks him how he's doing. And Dwayne is pretty kind of closed off and like doesn't seem to want to talk to Frank. And Frank is like, come on, you know you can open up to me. I'm your buddy. I'm Frankie. I'm so cool. We're so great. Yeah, the biggest fucking nerd in existence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's the most outgoing your personality is for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, the rest of the time, he's this awkward fucking weirdo. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, we're totally cool, man. Like, come on, I'm your camp counselor. <laughs> Which, like, maybe that's why he does that job. I guess. But, yeah, the rest mm-hmm. of the time, he's just a dweeb. Yep. So, mm. anyway. I could not be a camp counselor. Hell no. fucking no. I, I feel like you could. If there was an occasional murder, <laughs> then yes. So. Sorry. <laughs> you were on one today. <laughs> I got some energy. Okay, so yeah, he's he's acting kind of closed off, and Frank is like, I'm your buddy, I'm your pal. Buddy and a pal. Yeah. What are you... Maybe he kicked in for that. Leave? Sorry, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So... Your fault. No, you were like this before you even started drinking. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Dwayne says that he hasn't made any friends at camp this year, and he's just kind of feeling a little bit sad about it. And Frank is like, what do you mean you haven't made any friends? That's my other thing, too, is I would, I'm so glad I never actually had to go to one of these, like, summer camps where you're literally gone for the two fucking months of yep. summer or whatever. No, because Alyssa wouldn't have any friends. No. Because I'm weird. No, you'd have friends. I'd have friends, but they'd make fun of me afterwards, I guarantee you. <laughs> like, random fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. They'd make fun of me. So, my own friends made fun of me growing up. So, yeah. Trauma. I'm tough now. So... <laughs> Okay. Okay. My bad. Okay. So he says he hasn't made any friends. And Frankie's like, what? I saw you talking to a bunch of guys like half an hour ago. Like, I know this is better than you're making it out to be, Mm -hmm. right? And he's like, okay, well, why don't we go out and just enjoy the last day we have together and, you know, make the most of it. And Dwayne agrees. Do they spend time together? No, they don't. Okay. So... (laughs) Poor kid. (laughs) We now see the coastline of the lake where someone is walking along... The shore? Yeah coastline the, the, the shoreline okay yeah the, the like, edge like a coastline is like the coast. yeah okay is it, anyway no. i'm sorry i'll shut up i have a lot to say <laughs> let me say it <laughs> i have seven pages of notes i'm sorry okay go ahead sorry okay so we see the shoreline of the lake uh-huh. where someone is walking along and they find this very large ugly awful book hey, why is it so big i don't know why is it so big i don't know it's fine I don't know. Okay. I but guess. it's sitting there bobbing on the shoreline, mm-hmm. right? And uh, this girl named Stacy picks it up and she pulls it out of the water 
and it does not look wet at all, which makes sense kind of later, Mm -hmm. but it looks completely untouched, and she just walks away with it. And then we see a few campers who are out playing soccer on the grass when a female counselor that I later learned is named Natalie, who's wearing the worst fucking wig. Is it the brunette? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know her name for the entire Natalie. fucking part of mine. What? There's so... Did you have bad, bad wigs other than hers? I had like four bad wigs. I don't think anyone wore a wig in mine. Oh my so, God. Yeah. They were all like I thought her hair was a wig, but awful. I wasn't entirely sure because I I only got like kind of views yeah. of her, so like we'll get to yeah. my okay yeah. So why did she even have to wear a wig? I don't like, know. That's the thing to me is I'm like, why did you spend money on a wig? That's why part of me is like, is this supposed to be funny? Yeah, but like no 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 no. But we meet Natalie and she tells them that it's time for lunch. End of that scene. We never see those girls again. Okay. We're just introducing Natalie, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I said, but that was completely pointless because now we see two more counselors. Uh, One of them is named Mike and he is like just working. He's like putting some stuff away in storage or whatever. And a girl counselor who I did not know her name for the first like like 25 minutes. Jude or something? Jody. Jody. Okay. Yep. She comes up behind him and she scares him. And she, like, immediately just kind of comes up to him and is all flirty and starts trying to kiss him and stuff. And he's like, I'm working, like, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. We shouldn't be doing that here. Mm -hmm. What if someone sees us? And she's like, no one's gonna see us. It's fine. And they hear a twig snap. Uh And so they're like, okay, who's there? And uh, Stacy, the girl with the book, is behind a tree. And so she kind of, like, steps out. And they see the book. And Mike is like, let me see that. And so he takes it away from her and he kind of flips through it. And they don't ever show us the pages, but I'm, like, 99% certain they're blank. Blank. Yeah, like, they gotta be. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure they found this cool-looking, like, jur- I mean, not cool, but, like, this coolish-looking journal that they were like, hey, I saw this at a pawn shop. Yeah. Let's use it as a prop, guys. But then, also, it looks like they, like, made it themselves. Oh, d- I, yeah. I only got a brief glance of what it actually oh, looks girl. like. So. If you, with your book-binding <laughs> hobby right now, if you saw the atrocity that is the front cover of this book like the inside i just saw that it was a little bit wrapped with something like no, that's on it the inside it's bad okay I'm not... you have been doing an amazing job since book one thank you like way better than anything <laughs> they have done in this book so yeah it was bad I have to go back and watch it I, w- I want to go back and watch the rest <laughs> but i was wanting to wait until yes yeah of course so that's the whole point of course but anyway he looks through this book um and immediately, like, he just kind of, like, flips for one second, like, 0.2 seconds. And both he and Jody are like, <gasps> like, just taken aback by what is in this book. And he tells Stacy that she can't have it back and that it's completely inappropriate and that she she should not have this. That she should not have it. No. But no. No. <laughs> um, and she's like, what? It's my book. I found it. And he's like, no, you're not having this. Yeah. And uh, Jody walks her to her cabin, and then Mike walks off in the other direction. And again, all of this acting, I can't even explain to you how bad it is. Like, I'm just brushing over it all. Yeah. It's so bad. It's so bad. So, Frank walks up to this area um, and sees Natalie sitting against a fence, smoking a cigarette. He sits down next to her and asks if he can have one, too. And she's like, oh, I didn't know you smoked. And he's like, oh, yeah, I used to smoke all the time. And then immediately it starts, like, coughing and gagging on it, of course. And then Mike walks up to them and he's like, hey, guys, look what I've got. 
and then proceeds to not show them anything about the book. <laughs> He's just like holding it in his arms. Uh, and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, okay, well, meet me by the fire tonight because after the kids go to bed, we're going to have some light reading to do. And then Frank asks Natalie if she wants to go do that. And she's like, yeah, it sounds fun. And he's like, yeah, totally. It sounds fun. We should both do it together. And then Frank gets up and follows Mike. And he's like, whoa, where'd you get that book? And then the scene ends and they never talk about it. They don't show that. That's it. Okay. Yep. So now we see the full moon because it's nighttime now. Of course, yes. And Natalie and Jody are walking down to the campfire and they're kind of chatting about the book and about the stories and stuff. And Jody asks Natalie, like, so what about Frank? And she's like, what do you, what about Frank? Uh-huh. And Jody is like, oh, he is so obviously in love with you. Like, desperately wants you to have his babies in love with you. <laughs> and Natalie's like, that's a little much, but okay. Uh-huh. And she was, or Jody was like, besides, me and Mike need couple friends, so you guys should totally, like, hook up. And Natalie's like, oh, you guys are, like, officially a couple now? And Jody's like, well, he'll come around to it. <laughs> okay. So no. So no. And then Natalie responds, okay, you tall freakazoid. Just like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. You tall freakazoid. She's not even that tall. I mean, she's taller than Natalie. I guess. So I don't but know. But, like, she's just average height, I think. Like, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Mm. Also, Mike is tall, though, so maybe it just appears that way. Maybe. But also, this entire scene, both of them are mic'd differently, separately. So one of them sounds like they're talking, like, super close to the mic the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is, like, distant, echoey, far off. Like, you can barely hear them. <laughs> that like, happens so much. Like, why? I don't understand why. Ah! They only had the singular microphone, I yeah. swear. And you it know wasn't what? a boom mic either. Don't have, the, don't have the wigs, No, buddies. Put it somewhere else. Put it somewhere else. Use that budget. Yeah. And I swear they probably filmed all of this in, like, two days. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So. 100%. So we now see the campfire where Mike and Frank are waiting for the girls to get there. And unfortunately, Frank is playing the guitar. It's bad. He's singing? Uh-huh. And they're singing. He's like, this is a story about two camp counselors at Elmwood. And then Mike is like, Elmwood. And then <laughs> they just keep going is, on. Is it is it better than the the Mary song? The Mary song. The Mary the, um. No, the Lizzie Borden song. Sorry. Oh. The Lizzie. I was thinking Bloody Mary. It's probably on the same level. Yeah. Mm, I'll have to go listen. That's I haven't listened to the the Lizzie Borden song in a hot minute. I mean, good. So, yeah. Yeah. But, it, I mean, they were, it seemed like they were being funny about uh-huh. it. I mean, I guess they were in Lizzie Borden, too. They were. She was trying to be funny. But, like. But also trying to be good. Yeah. It's, okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm going to have to go look it up now. Yeah. So. But I said, thank God the girls show up. And Jody tells Natalie to go sit over next to Frank on this little bench. And Frank looks deeply, wildly uncomfortable at this. Like, he wasn't even just like, oh, yeah, like, come sit by me. He was like, oh, there's a girl. Like, I was like, are you gay or just incredibly awkward? Because yeah. it was weird. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> Mike tells them that the reason they're here is because of this book of nightmares. Okay. And how it's filled with freaky shit, like murderers and witches and child abductions. And he asks who wants to read first. And Jody says that he should go first because this is your night. I don't know what that means. (laughs) And then Mike is like, if you insist. 
and he just flips open to a random page, uh-huh. which is, of course, the beginning of a story. Of a story, yeah. Yeah. And um, they all still look completely blank. Were like, they all, like, okay, here's my story. Yes. Okay, here's my story. Yeah, yes. Like, in the middle of the book? Yes. But he, he flips it open and is like, this looks good, just, like, immediately. And he says, it's called The Clown. Okay. Okay. So we now see... So if you hadn't caught on, all of the stories that they read are the entirety of the movie. Yes. So here we go. All I'm saying... Uh, oh, you know what? The acting in uh, fucking... Um, I can't think of what it is now. The Midnight Society. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah, yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark has better acting than this movie. Yes. A fourth grade play would be better than Oh, this yeah. Shit. It's a hot mess. I can't even accurately describe, but it's bad. So we now see... A giant, beautiful farmhouse in the middle of, like, a sprawling field. And this teenage girl, a babysitter named Riley, is walking up to the door. And the dad meets her at the door, and he hollers upstairs for his wife to get ready to go. And then he welcomes Riley inside, and we see that there's, like, boxes all over the living room. And she's like, oh, how did your move go? And he's like, oh, it's been pretty good, but, like, once we get furniture in here, it'll be a lot better. (laughs) And um, the wife comes downstairs, and he's like, what took you so long? And she's like, I was just saying goodbye to our son. And then um, she asks Riley if she's ready for her big night of responsibilities. That's weird. I was like, that. Yep. Yeah. Weird. So I'm here. Yep. That's pretty much what she says. Yep. And she says, as always. Hey, Riley. Come on in. She looks like a crack addict. Is that a luck of the road, okay? What's been going on? That's How's my question. Well, are they being stalked by these police nice officers? once we get the furniture here. The kids are loving the big open space, so... It's a horrible dress. Hey, what took you so long? I was just checking on Eric. Hey, Mrs. Woodward. Hi, Riley. Are you all ready for your big night of responsibilities? As always. We'll be back by midnight. Eric's asleep. For now. This one and makes me think that I'm they really weren't speaking English and it's a voiceover. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, huh? Room. We had this new app installed. Come on, I'll show you. And he tells her that they just installed a new app that lets her monitor the kids right from the living room. So it's like a whole security TV situation because they've been having some troubles. So he starts to lead her away to show her this app situation. And the mom goes out to wait in the car. And we see that there are just multiple cameras set up around the house. And he tells her to keep a son... Keep an eye on their son, Eric, because uh, he had another episode last week. And he thanks Riley again and says that she's doing him a huge favor because he's in some hot water with the missus right now. Okay. Don't tell him he shit. Right? Don't. like, the whole time, like, he's a little friendly with her. And, like, I can see where it might be a little, like, misconstrued. Uh But he just seemed like a nice guy. But don't tell me shit. Oh, yeah. Don't tell me your relationship. No. I don't want to. Like, I don't need to know it. You're going on a date and that's fine. That's That's enough. That's fine. Yeah. Outside, the mom is waiting in the car, and a neighbor named Jim walks up and knocks on the window and freaks her out. And he's like, don't you worry, I'll keep an eye on the house tonight, and that they deserve a night out after all they've been through. Okay. I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and she's just kind of like, thanks. Yeah. And he walks off, and the mom is, like, looking around super anxious. Like, she looks so uncomfortable. And so she honks the horn a few times for the dad c- to come outside to the car. But inside, the dad is showing Riley some art quote-unquote that the daughter had made and calls her their little picasso and that it's going to be worth a bunch of money one day Mm. and it is a picture of a little girl who is the daughter 
with a creepy ass clown standing next to her with his arm around her shoulders mm. and three people in the background dead <laughs> with blood all over the place and it's very obviously the mom the dad and her brother uh-huh. anyway he reminds riley that once the daughter is done with her movie she really needs to go to bed and she can't listen to any of her excuses and riley's like i know rules are rules and then she immediately says hey do you have any salt and vinegar chips and he says ha do we have any sell a vinegra like okay french canadian why what <laughs> and he opens a cupboard that's full of bags of salt and vinegar chips it's like canada grown sell a vinegra Sponsor? Like it doesn't come up ever again. <laughs> I don't know. Sponsor? I guess. Sponsored by Canadian Farms. It was weird. I don't know. It was like the actors were trying to act like humans act, mm-hmm. but they couldn't. No, they couldn't. They were like talking over each other and like Right? It's like they were skipping their line. Yeah, it was like they were starting their line before the other person even finished their G D sentence mm-hmm. and I was and like, it's like Stop! Take two? Yeah. Take We th- don't need this to be a one shot. Like, uh, they only did that a couple of times in mine, but I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, they had to have only filmed this in a week. Yeah. Like, and they were like, we're pressed for time, guys. Like. Yeah. yeah. At one point I told Alyssa that it seemed like it was written and acted by aliens who don't know how humans work. Yeah. Like, they did zero research yeah. on what humans act like. Alien Nicole acted more normal than these people did. Yes. Shout out to OGs who know oh, Alien yeah. Nicole. Alien Nicole. <laughs> anyway, Canada. Salt and vinegar chips. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, we see this. We have, like, a, a first-person camera view coming down the stairs slowly, mm-hmm. right? And the floors are, like, creaking. It's supposed to be super spooky. And the dad finally goes outside, and the wife is, like, um, she just yells at him for making her wait for 20 minutes in the car. He's like, I didn't tell you to come sit in the fucking car, yeah. but okay. He doesn't say fucking, but anyway. Um, she's like, I hope you know what you're doing. He should have. He should have. He was not that kind of guy, but mm-hmm. doesn't matter. But she was like, I really hope you know what you're doing. And he says that he's thought about everything, and the cops are even watching the neighborhood, so everything's going to be fine. And then they, as they pull away, a cop, like, rounds the corner into the neighborhood. Okay. They just have cops watching the neighborhood? Or, like, this house they, in particular? Or yeah. like Okay. Mm. For reasons? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just for funsies. Just for funsies. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we go back to the first-person camera view coming down the stairs. But we are now, like, the daughter. So the daughter's coming down the stairs. <laughs> and she scares Riley, who scolds her. And is like, when that movie's over, you really need to go to bed. And then Brittany, the daughter, says that Riley just got there. Can't we stay up a little bit longer? Like, I want to hang out with you. And Riley says that she can't stay up too late or else she'll turn into a pumpkin. And she, like, chases her up the stairs. Like, <laughs> And then they go into Brittany's room and we see that she has this giant, like, four-post bed. And from each of the posts are Barbies and baby dolls hanging from their neck. With oh. twine. Yeah. Yep. And mm. then her windows are... Covered with garbage bags. Black garbage bags. Okay. She's like nine. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. So Riley asks what all the weird shit's about, and Brittany doesn't really say anything. And Brittany asks if Riley wants to watch the movie with her, but she says that she has a paper due tomorrow that she really needs to work on. Um, And then Riley turns and sees this really large clown doll in her closet sitting on a chair. Mm. And she's like the fuck is that uh-huh. and Brittany says that that's her friend freak show 
and that he protects her at night and tucks her in and tells her stories. And Riley calls it creepy before walking out of the room and heading downstairs. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So she goes down into the living room and she changes from the security camera view to the TV and watches a movie. And she texts her boyfriend that the kids are now in bed so he can come over if he no, wants no, to. No, he can't! She has a fucking paper to write. Yeah. <laughs> and it's someone else's house. It's... But she does. And then upstairs, Brittany hears a noise. And I've never she... in my life thought of inviting somebody over when I was babysitting. No. Never in my life. No. No. It seems very inappropriate. No. Like, you can't pay attention to the kids at all. Like, no. you just... I would yeah. not approve of that as a parent. No. Either. Some random person coming into my house. Um... So upstairs, Brittany hears a noise, and she goes to check her closet, but Freak Show isn't sitting there anymore. Ah. We're all shocked. Yes. Who <laughs> um, would have thought the creepy human-sized clown? <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Oh. Surprise. Yeah. And then it goes downstairs again, where Riley calls her boyfriend, mm. and she's like, hey, are you coming over still? And this is the conversation that happens word for word. He says... What's the rush? You miss me? She goes, no, actually, there isn't a single part of me that misses you. Not even a little. What's taking you so long? Yep. Okay. <laughs> and then he, he's like, um, I'm waiting for my mom to go to bed. She's still awake. I can't come over yet. And then she says, oh, you rebel. Well, hurry, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only... <gasps> As someone walks behind her and blocks the light and she gets scared. Hello? Hey, still coming over? Why? What's the rush? You miss me? No, actually, there's not a single part of me that misses you. Not even a little. What's taking you so long? I'm waiting for my mom to go to bed. How long? Oh, you rebel. Well, hurry, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only. (gasps) (laughs) What? Shit, man. Anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so she sees that out of the corner of her eye. Yes. And she kind of gets quiet and, like, gasps and whatever. And so he's like, what's going on? Yeah. And so she's like, oh, Brittany just has this freaky clown doll, and now she's trying to scare me with it. And the boyfriend immediately asks what the clown's name is, because that's my reaction. Yeah. What's its name? No. I guarantee you, if I ever went to go babysit and uh, I walk in the house and I see they have a giant person-sized clown doll, nope. say, excuse me, sorry, I have to stab that thing really quick. I'm like, going to leave. Yeah. Is what I would say. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Is that Has that thing been exercised recently in the last, like... Do you have holy water on hand? Yeah. Because <laughs> no. Where's no. your gun? Thank you. Yeah. Go to bed, kids. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be me. I gotta just be... Just waiting. Fucking move, bitch. Yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah. So, yeah, she tells him that its name is Freak Show. Mm. And he's like, that's a lame name. You have a lame name. <laughs> Bobby. Like, it, I literally think it's Bobby. <laughs> Actually, I think it's Bobby. They only say it once at the very end. But I think it is. Um, and she tells him, just get over here or I'll hate you for life. And then she hangs up. Oh, my gosh. You're a toxic girlfriend. She's weird. Like, I don't like it. so weird. So Riley goes upstairs to check on Brittany, who's walking around looking for Freak Show. Mm -hmm. And she says that he left her room before tucking her into bed, and it's weird, and she doesn't know where he is. And Riley's like, it's not funny anymore. Like, it's time for bed. Stop playing this prank. Mm -hmm. And Brittany's like, I'm not playing a prank. He's playing hide and seek, and you're it. And then she runs down the stairs and goes, ha, 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 
So Riley follows her into the room and she goes to like put Brittany back into her bed. Um, and Brittany stands up on her bed and starts jumping and says like, um, what does she say? Not until freak show or like, I have to find freak show. She's like chanting this over and over again as she jumps on the bed. Uh, then her brother, Eric walks into the room and he had been asleep this whole time, Mm. but he's like, what the heck is going on? And Riley asks why, like what he's doing in here. And he's like, I heard yelling. I heard voices. Like what's going on? And Riley gets extra pissed and is like, Brittany, you need to stop playing games. You woke up your brother. This is stupid. Like, everybody needs to go to bed. Mm -hmm. Knock it off. How old is Eric? I don't... He looked kind of the same age. Hmm. Like, nine, ten. Yeah, somewhere around there. Irish twins. Yeah. (laughs) Who... Neither of these children looked like they belonged to either of those parents. (laughs) But that's not the point. But she tells them off and says that she's going to call their dad. Okay. So she takes Eric back to his bed. And he's like, Riley, is the boogeyman here? And she's like, no, there's no such thing as the boogeyman. And so she walks downstairs and she sees Freak Show, who is now sitting in the living room. Yeah. 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 So she slowly walks up to him with her hand, like, outstretching. And she gets closer and closer. And then she goes and just squeezes his nose. (laughs) I don't know. It was weird. But she booped his little nose. Uh Gave a little honky honk. So now we see the dad who is sitting in a restaurant and Riley calls him Mm -hmm. and he's like, he answers and he goes, hi, Riley. Uh, Oh my God. What seems to be the matter? And she's like, she, it's, it's a joke, Mm -hmm. obviously, but her response is, ha, anyways. (laughs) I, so yeah. So she's like, sorry to interrupt your night out. And he's like, oh, that's okay. My wife bumped into these other people. So I've just been sitting here by myself for a while. And she tells him that Brittany has been acting really weird and she doesn't normally act this way with Riley and that she said something about her clown friend and he starts to freak out and tells her to go upstairs to get the kids to go to the neighbor's house and they'll be home like right away. Uh So just as she hangs up the phone, the doorbell rings. That reminds me of amusement. Remember amusement? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of that (laughs) too. So yeah. The doorbell rings and she screams and freaks out. But then she realizes it's her boyfriend, so she goes to answer it. And she immediately tells him that they need to leave and get the kids out. And he's like, I just got here. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, we need to leave. And he's like, you've been talking this guy's pool up all week. Like, you're in Canada on a farm. Yeah. What fucking pool are you talking about? (laughs) No, I don't think so. Is it a blow-up pool in the backyard, son? Like... Do any Canadians own a pool? That's oh. I don't think so. They have ice skating rinks is what they have. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes. Uh, she tells him to go get Brittany. She'll wake up Eric. And then he's like, yeah, well, watch out for killer clowns while you do that. Mm-hmm. So funny. And they all head downstairs after getting the kids. And, like, they're coming down the stairs. And through the window that's, like, right in front of them, they see Freak Show outside with an axe. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So they run through the house. And all of them go into this empty side room okay and it's empty because they just moved in so they all go into this room and then riley for no fucking reason whatsoever leaves the room and goes back out into like the area where she was watching the show and she hears something and she sees that freak show is coming and so she turns back to her boyfriend and he tells her to run and shuts the door (gasps) Uh uh-huh he sure does. So she hides behind this little, like, wet bar it's area. It's not like he was, like, coming at them, so he had to be like, run, Riley, and slam the door no. shut. I'll protect the kids, bam! Like, nope. 
He was like over there. Okay. Yeah. So she hides behind this little wet bar area and we see Freak Show is like walking through the house just laughing maniacally the whole time. Like it's like a laugh on loop. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even the person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you watched the movie? <laughs> wow. That's just my clown laugh. That's Did you like it? <laughs> pretty much it. <laughs> Thank you. But from her little hiding spot, she calls 911 and says that someone's in the house trying to kill them and that they're at the whatever house, whatever the kids' names are. And then in the room, the boyfriend is kind of like standing there with the kids and Eric is really scared and he is like, I'm, I'm freaking out. And Eric, or not, not, the boyfriend, Bobby, I guess, I don't remember, is like, don't worry, there's no way he can get in here. And then Freak Show immediately starts chopping down the door with a fucking axe. <laughs> and it's like not a solid door at all. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, yeah. what the ever. Empty, like every other door yes. in the world is yes. made of now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he starts hacking down the door and the boyfriend sees the window that's at the very like top of the wall because they're in the basement. Mm-hmm. And uh, he points it out and he's like, oh, look, a window. And Brittany says, I can fit through there. I've done it before. How long have you lived here? Yeah. What the fuck? Unless you met other random windows. Yeah, but exactly. I was just like, okay. Okay. So a freak show reaches through the hole that he has created and opens the door just as Brittany and Eric are getting through the window and he attacks the boyfriend oh. and he yells at them to run. Good boyfriend. And so they do. Kind of. He protected the kids. Good to kids, not to girlfriend, but you know. So. So Bobby dies. Yes. So she's still hidden in her little cubby hole and she's like watching him get killed. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't, like, she's watching and she doesn't do anything to help. He's just getting like hatcheted and she doesn't care at all. Uh, Well, she cares, but she doesn't do anything. And then the dad gets home, and he runs into the house, and he starts calling out for Riley and looking all over the place. And then he goes into that side room where he finds Bobby. And it doesn't look like he's chopped up at all. He just has some, like, blood on his face, vaguely. Mm -hmm. And the dad is like, oh, no, you, you're dead. I don't know who you are. Yeah. He's he's just kind of like, oh, no. This is a dead person in my house. I'd probably be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. who are you? Like, sorry, Red you're dead. Kid. Ah! Like, yeah. yeah. So you're telling me that the parents got home before the police did? Mm-hmm. The parents weren't, like, calling the police on the way? <sighs> Would you just give me a okay, second? Okay, sorry, okay, just sorry. Give okay, me sorry, a second. Okay. Sorry. And then as the dad is looking, like, at the boyfriend, the freak show... The freak show. The freak show. Freak show comes up behind him, and the dad turns around, and he just gets, like, stabbed multiple times mm-hmm. in the gut. And Riley is still just watching all of this happen. And then we see the kids who have made it to the neighbor's house where the mom is waiting for them. And Eric tells the mom that the boogeyman came to their house last night. Last night? Last? What do you mean? I don't know. Right fucking now. Yeah. Bitch, he's in there. Right now. Yeah. like Unless he's not the boogeyman. Uh, I don't know. But he said last night. And the neighbor, Jim, says that the police are on their way. And um, the mom is like, I just knew that this was going to happen again. I knew that psycho was going to come back. And she starts freaking out. I don't know. And then Jim is like, you know, the cops can handle it. He has nowhere left to hide. Like, they're going to get him. Don't worry about it. So the cop pulls up to the house and he heads inside and he starts checking around with his gun drawn. And he comes to the room where Riley is hiding behind the bar, still like a little bitch, not Mm -hmm. doing anything. (laughs) And he starts walking slowly through the room and freak show comes out and starts walking up to the cop and he slowly puts his hands up freak show does Mm -hmm. and the cop is like you fucking idiot and he says that this one's really going to cost him extra and freak show takes off his mask and we see that this guy okay 
and Riley is watching all this, and the cop radios dispatch and says they have two bodies, um, and that there's no sign of the suspect. And she's like, copy that, okay. And so he goes to leave. Two bodies? <laughs> the boyfriend and the dad. Oh, right, dad, yes. dad, yes, dad. Yes. Okay. So there yeah. are two bodies, Yes, but no sign of the suspect. So Riley goes into the room and sees the dad and the boyfriend, and she's just kind of, like, freaking out, and, like, she goes up to the dad at first, and then she's like, oh, also, boyfriend, you're both dead, oh, no. <laughs> and then over at the neighbor's house, two police officers mm. walk up, and one of them is the one that was wearing the freak show outfit, mm-hmm. and they say that they need to speak to Lori, the mom, and <laughs> he's like, we need to speak to Lori Woodward, and she goes, this is she. <laughs> you're <laughs> like, not on, on the, the phone. phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was just very awkward. And he says that they found two dead bodies. And she's like, oh, no, my husband, whatever his name is. And he says there's no sign of the babysitter. They just have those two dead bodies. And he asks if she can come down to the station because they have a few questions about Riley. And she's like, do you think Riley was involved in some way? Like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, well, we found a note in lipstick in the house that says now nothing and no one can get in our way. You killed him. Like, if if you're thinking that Riley, he's dead. What? No? That makes no sense to me. Yeah. As like a... Yeah, it was the, me, the babysitter. What? I don't know. But yeah, she's like, no, it couldn't be. No, there's no way. But she goes with them and he, they like get her in the cop car in the back and they start to pull away as Riley runs up and is screaming like don't go with them. The cop is a killer. Like, he's not an actual cop. And this is the best acting of the whole damn movie. Uh It's her just screaming her head off. And the mom, I guess, hears this because she's, like, chasing down the car. And it was one of those things where it was like she was waiting to call action Uh because she waits a second and then is like, "Ah!" and just starts (laughs) screaming and, like, trying to get out of the car. And the cops are just, like, laughing at each other. Like, haha, we won, I guess. And we got away with it. Got away with what? I don't know. They just pull away into the darkness. I don't know. So back at the campsite, uh-huh. Frank stands up and says that this is wrong and they need to be done. This book is stupid. Everything's stupid. It's just stupid. Yeah. And Mike is like, what are you talking about? This is the best thing that's ever happened to us. You have a sad life, right? Mike. Right. Mike. 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 Freaking weirdo. <laughs> and Jody tells him to sit down so they can read the next story. They're just having some fun, right? Mm-hmm. And Frank is like, Natalie, are you having fun? And she was like, kind of. Yeah, it's spooky and it's weird, but yeah. And Jody tells, she's like, okay, sit down for real. Like, Natalie will protect you. And it's just like mocking him about it. And so he takes the book from Mike and chucks it in the fire. Okay. But it does nothing. So that's, yeah, that's, I don't know. So yeah, can't get waterlogged, can't get burned. Makes sense. Okay. Evil fucking book. Got it. Exactly. And Mike is like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, but they all kind of pause as, like, it hits the fire and they hear this, like, ghostly, crackly, whispering sound coming from the book. Okay. They're all like, what? <laughs> and so Jody, this is when I learned that her name is Jody. Oh, okay. This far in. Jody uses a stick to get the book out of the fire and immediately just grabs it. And Mike is like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, no, it's not hot. Like, there, it's not burned. It's not anything. And he's like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> so Mike takes it back. And he's like, they really knew how to make these back in the day. I'm like, oh yeah, these fire resistant flame retardant books. books. Yeah. Of course. Yep. Anyway, so Jody takes the book and says that it's her turn to read. And she finds a story called The Gypsy's Curse. Okay. 
There's like so. four stories. I have two. Oh, you, you have okay. Two? I have one. Okay. okay, yeah, there's three. So we now see a carnival <laughs> full of people, and I immediately was like, did they just wait for the traveling carnival to come around Probably. to film this? Or, I don't know. But we see this couple that's kind of going around, riding all the rides and doing all the games and whatever. And eventually we find out that their names are Kyle and Lindsay, but not until ridiculously far. Mine too! Yeah. Okay. Which, like, I'm so glad they weren't like, well, Kyle. Right. You know, but say their name yeah. at some point. It's sooner than that. Yeah. Yep. Not 40 minutes into the friggin' movie like it would not be that hard for him to be like hey let's go on the ferris wheel kyle i don't know if i want to go on Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. come on let's go like also her so- name was spelled l-y-n-d-s-y yeah mm, i don't like that uh-uh. so they you know they go around doing all the things and again i think she's wearing a wig but this one looked better than the last one okay. but it was swoopy emo bang hair and also like i bleached parts of the underneath of my hair because i'm a christina perry wannabe bullshit Mm. bitch Mm. that's what this looked like all right so the boyfriend is like well it looks like we've done pretty much everything here at least once if not twice like is it time to go home and she was like well we haven't done everything we need to have our fortunes told so i know that if you're like the one for me or not he's like that's stupid and Uh, she's like no it's not stupid we need to do it (laughs) So they go to this alley where this tent is set up mm. where you can get your fortunes told by Olga the Oracle. Okay. okay. And they go up to it and there is like a security guard man standing outside the door okay. of the tent. And it was so weird. They like kind of like run over like they're like happy go lucky, you know, and then they just like start to kiss in front, like playfully, like <laughs> in front of the tent. And the security guy's like, <laughs> excuse me, what are you doing? He kind of clears his throat. And the girlfriend is like, oh, we want two fortunes told, please. And the man says that only one may enter. But he has like a Russian-y type accent or like, you know, a gypsy Mm -hmm. accent. And so she's kind of like, wait, what did you say? And so Kyle confirms. He's like, did you say that only one person can go in at a time? And the man says, is correct. And Kyle turns to Lindsay and is like, is correct. In front of this guy. I was like, asshole. Asshole. Yeah, don't do that. Don't put people's accents in front of them. Like, it was weird. So they decided to have her go first. Mm -hmm. So the boyfriend's like, yeah, I'll just hang out out here with Lurch. In front of him? Yes. Yes. And he was very tall. But (laughs) anyway, he's so he's just like waiting out there. He's like, got any (laughs) hobbies? Any hobbies? Any hobbies? You got any hobbies? You play basketball? This racist yeah. son of a bitch. Uh-huh. Anyway, so she goes in, and there's an older woman who is standing there in, like, a fortune teller headpiece with a veil off the back, holding a black cat. Okay. <laughs> and tells her to sit down at the table. And she also has an accent. And she offers her some tea, which I, no. No. No, thank you. No, I'm not drinking I don't want tea, nobody. but also, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And Olga tells, or asks if the man outside is her boyfriend. And uh, I was like, you should know that, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> and the girlfriend's like, oh, yeah, that's my boyfriend, Kyle. And I, I, well, that's when I learned his name. And I was like, of fucking course his name is Kyle. Right. No offense, Kyle's out there. But, <laughs> uh, and then Olga, like, she's like, oh, yeah, that's my boyfriend, Kyle. And Olga goes, no need. Olga sees all. Do you, bitch? Do you? Because you didn't. Yep. But whatever. <laughs> so she sits down. And she hasn't even really done anything yet. And Lindsay's just sitting there and she's like, this is fun. Thank you. Just like that. 
And she asks how all of this works and starts asking a bunch of questions about her future and if she's going to be with Kyle and if she's going to be a lawyer and blah, blah, blah. And she uncovers the crystal ball. And Olga's like, the boy you brought today is a good man and he loves you a lot, but I see iron wings in the sky. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm planning on leaving for college. (laughs) And she's like, if you leave, he will not love you anymore. And like your relationship will crumble, basically. Okay. And he doesn't want her to go. And she's like, yeah, I know that he doesn't want me to leave town. Like he keeps showing me colleges in town Mm -hmm. so that I won't leave him and stuff. And Olga sees that or says that she doesn't like what she sees. And that there's a cloud of darkness and despair and pain in her future. And she is cursed for a life of despair and darkness and there's no way to avoid it. Okay. And Lindsay's like, this is not what I wanted. Yeah. Like, I wanted a good fortune from you. Yeah, that's not always how that works, though. Right? <laughs> and Olga says that we don't have a decision in our future. To which Lindsay stands up and says, fuck you, Olga, and walks out. <laughs> so she goes out. Damn. Yep. And Kyle is like, okay, how'd it go? And she's just like, I just want to go home. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. And he's like, okay, but it was supposed to be like fun for you. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, I don't want to talk about it. And so he drops her off at home and she goes into her room. And again, this doesn't matter, but she goes into her own bedroom and when she closes the door, there is a tie rack across the back of the door that's covered in ties, like dozens of ties in this young, supposed to be teenage woman's bedroom okay so she falls asleep and she has a dream about visiting olga again but olga isn't in the tent and Lindsay walks toward the crystal ball when suddenly something from behind her scares her and so she turns around to see what it is and it's like i think a bloody version of herself okay. that says don't and then she wakes up and then she wakes up again in the morning and goes into the bathroom and she's kind of like getting ready and stuff when she notices a small sore on her neck It looks pretty nasty. They didn't do a great job, but it's supposed to look nasty. Okay. And all she does is, like, cover it up with her hair and go about her day. You know, in a band-aid, doctor. Mm. No? Okay. So she goes to school, and she goes into the auditorium where a bunch of students who literally were, like, (laughs) 30-year-olds. Like, they didn't try to hide it. It was, like, Grease. Like... They were not teenagers Which is so funny, because when I was a teenager watching Grease, I was like, yeah... These teenagers. Right. Like. And now you watch it and you're like, oh my god, You're gosh. still older than me. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, we just now learned that her name is Lindsay because the teacher calls on her. Okay. Yeah. So the teacher asks her to do her presentation next. And she starts talking about homelessness in their city. But the entire time she's talking, we just get like really close up shots of like students' eyes as they watch her do the presentation. Okay. It's like this student and this student and her eyes and this student and this student and her eyes. And you can tell she's kind of getting like nervous and she starts running her hands through her hair and she pulls out like a glob of her hair. Oh my gosh. And so she's like, I need to be excused. Thank you. <laughs> and she runs out and heads immediately to Olga's tent or where it was mm-hmm. the day before. But it's an empty lot now. And there's a bunch of construction guys like taking down all of the like actual structural stuff mm-hmm. of the rides. And this is the scene that I tried to send you. Oh, okay. So I'm going to explain it first and then I'll show it to you. So she goes out and this man with an awful wig for no fucking reason, (laughs) she goes up to him and he's like, or she says, um, like, you know, where, where is Olga the Oracle or something? And he goes, it's private property. You can't be here. Just like that. You'll see. (laughs) And she's like, I'm just trying to find Olga. And he says, the show was last night, sister. 
But he like she had started to talk and then he interrupts her and it's <laughs> awkward and he's like, You really can't be here and so she gets in her car and she looks in the mirror and sees that the sore is getting bigger. Okay. She's like growing. So she's got herpes for no reason or whatever. <laughs> but let me just play for you <laughs> this gem. I'm excited to struggle day in and day out to make ends meet. <laughs> hey! You can't be here. What? private property where's olga the oracle show was last night yeah i know sister i know but i really need to you really can't be here <laughs> why is he wearing that wig i don't know that's all hey or sometime today today sometime today <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally let's get a move on mary yeah yeah sister sister <laughs> you really can't be here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just thought it was so weird. Mm, mm. Um, I should have recorded. Oh, since you have vid on your phone, I let me. Okay. I'll find you my scene. Okay. So. Okay. 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 So she sees that the sore is getting bigger. She goes home and lays on her couch instead of going to the emergency room. Uh huh. But I digress. Yeah, I mean, she's a high schooler, but still, but I would still. But still, where's your mom? Right. Anybody? Yep. An adult. So she's chilling at home, and she is starting to look kind of like really pale, and like she has bags under her eyes and stuff. And Kyle shows up at the house and starts banging on the door, demanding that she let him in. He's like, "I know you're in there. Let me in. What are you doing?" And so she goes in to let him in, and. He asks, what's going on? And she just kind of stays silent. And he's like, you're not texting me back. You're not answering my calls. Like, what is going on? And so he just kind of, like, starts hugging her. And he's like, whatever's going on, like, we can figure it out. Yeah. We can work through this. I don't know what it is. And she just kind of, like, glomps onto him and starts making out with him. And he's like, I didn't come here for that. Uh What are you doing? But then he's a boy. So he's like, okay. Okay. And so they start kissing and he turns her around and starts like kissing her neck Mm. and then gets to the giant open sore Uh that is on her neck. But instead of being like, what the fuck? You know, like, are you hurt? Yeah. Oh my gosh, let's get you to the hospital. He says, what happened to you? You're just different. Ah! What? (laughs) What? Not the fact that I'm becoming a fucking zombie. Like, he just says, you're different it's just different have you never seen a wound before and he leaves okay yeah so she goes into the bathroom and she takes off a robe that she is now wearing and this is where we get full frontal boobage mm. of a teenager yes of a supposed teenager yes. <gasps> yes. Canada. i know and so when kyle was there i don't know what the timeline is do we ever know but right here specifically when kyle was there it was just like it was a good chunk of her neck uh-huh but it looked like it was just right here uh-huh now that she's looking at herself in the mirror it goes clear down over her chest and down like to her rib cage okay it's just like the whole so left side spreading of like body. crazy yeah. okay and she just sits there staring at her boobs in the mirror for a while <laughs> and looking at her grossness <laughs> And then later, she's sitting on the couch watching a movie, but the movie cuts to a commercial of a real estate agent who's just like, do you need a home? I'll buy you a home and we'll get it done, right? Because real estate agents. And Lindsay perks right up. And at first, I did not understand why, because I didn't recognize this woman. I was like, why is she so interested in realty? Oh. But it's Olga. It's Olga. Okay. And so she makes the connection. So she goes to the realty office. 
And she apparently told the receptionist that she's looking to buy because that's what the receptionist tells Olga, who has a different name in real life. Mm-hmm. And so she comes out to greet Lindsay and Lindsay is, ha- is like sitting with her head down with her hood on and her face is completely wrapped in bandages. Okay. okay. And so Olga is like, you want to buy, you want to buy a home? Uh-huh. Hello. Nice to meet you. Uh-huh. Do you want to come in my office? Do you want to buy a home? And Lindsay just doesn't say anything. So she's like, okay. Okay. Come on. Uh-huh. In my office, I guess. Gosh. <laughs> so um, they kind of sit down and she's like, so what are you interested in buying? Like, just going into her whole whole spiel. And Lindsay asks Olga what she did to her. And Olga's like, what are you talking about? You didn't drink the tea. Right. (laughs) No, she does drink the tea. Oh, she did? She does. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have. Okay. Okay. That's what I was immediately what I would have thought. I didn't think about that at all, Hmm. but that's smart. Would have been like, the fuck do you give me, bitch? Like, (laughs) Yeah, she's like, what did you do to me? And Olga's like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're... T- and she's talking regular. Uh-huh. She doesn't have an accent. But Lindsay starts to unwrap her bandages and take off her hood. And she's like, I came to see you a few weeks ago. So it's been weeks at this point, okay. I guess. And that she told her a bad fortune. And Olga is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I didn't do anything to you, but I think you need to leave. Uh-huh. And Lindsay starts, like, showing her her face. And she's like, you did this to me. And Olga is like, it's all just an act. Like, it's just a gig that I do. I don't look into crystal ball. Like, I didn't do anything to you. I don't know what happened. But she demands that Olga fix this and do something, right? And so she's like, okay, I will do it as long as you promise to leave after. So she brings out the crystal ball and some candles and she has her little veil. And Olga's like, I have no idea if this is actually going to work. But (laughs) sure, we'll try. And Lindsay's like, can you, can you do the accent again? Oh my gosh. I was like, is this a sex thing? Yeah. Is this kinky shit? This is a sex thing. So Olga says that she was doomed to a life of, that Lindsay was doomed to a life of despair. But now she washes her of that curse and asks that it be passed on to her instead. Why? Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay. So Olga puts a mirror in front of Lindsay and tells her to open her eyes only when she tells her to. And she goes back behind her and starts unwrapping Lindsay's face, and all of it is gone. Okay. Yeah. So, she must have a touch of the something. Uh Uh-huh. And Lindsay obviously is very excited, and she thanks her and leaves. At the end of the workday, Olga starts to leave the office, and she says goodbye to her receptionist. And later, he locks up and leaves to go home. And it takes two minutes for him to lock up the office and walk to his car and drive in the rain and sing along to the radio and like it was forever gosh but he finally gets home and he's sitting in front of the tv and he kind of like loosens his tie and then he realizes that his neck is hurting him okay so he goes into his bathroom and sees this giant festering sore Uh uh-huh the end of that story okay okay so back at the campfire Jody asks Frank if he's okay, and he says that he needs to take a piss, but he doesn't want to go alone, and they all start laughing at him, and he's like, fuck off, shut up, and so he goes out with the lantern, and he starts to pee, but something startles him, and so he, like, turns and pees directly onto the lantern and tries to wipe it off with some leaves, and Jody comes up from behind and, like, scares him, and he's like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, why are you trying to see my dick, bitch? (laughs) She's like, so, what about Natalie? And he was like, nothing's happening with problem, with with Natalie, that's the problem. And she tells him to stop being such a little bitch and maybe something would happen. And he's like, this whole thing is stupid. And he doesn't like this evil book full of like human blood and creepy secrets and curses and stuff. And it's all fucking stupid. 
And he's like, fuck you, fuck everything, I'm leaving. And then Jody says that, oh, that's too bad because Natalie mentioned that she might want to hook up with you tonight. And then it immediately cuts to him holding the book. <laughs> being like, the next story is called Siren's Call. Yep. Yeah, that's where I started. And it says, this one's called Siren's Call. Yes. Says the nerdiest fucker I've ever seen. Yes. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so the scene changes to a mountain. Someone's hand playing in the water. A girl combing through her hair as she sits in the water, right? Mm-hmm. A big old puppy dog. So it just keeps like flashing to different scenes and stuff, right? Yes. And a big old cute old puppy dog resting next to an old man while he's sitting in what I think is supposed to be like a hostel lobby. Okay. But it's just like these big windows, a door, kind of a seating-ish area <laughs> okay. over to one side or the fireplace. Like, But he's just sitting at like this like table. There's nothing there on the table other than this book. I thought he was reading, but it looks like it's a sign-in book, okay. right? Okay. He's just sitting there and this woman walks in, okay? Like you see her in the distance. You don't see what she has in her hands, but you see she's holding something. Like she's got her hand up like she's holding something, okay? So you watch her walk from the distance just up to the door and she walks in holding this basket, okay? Okay. And he says, Astrid, what have we here? But he's saying all this and I want to say it's Swedish or it's whatever they speak in Norway. Norwegian? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, But I don't, no, not Norway, uh, the Netherlands. What happened to here? <laughs> it sounds fake. Yeah. So, but he's like, Astrid, what are we here? You know, kind of a thing, but not <laughs> Swedish. And she says, I don't know. I found them at your door. No, you didn't, bitch. No, you didn't, bitch. You were carrying the fucking basket. Yeah. Not the point, okay? Anyway. It is the point, though. It is the point, though, right? <laughs> he starts to caress these flowers as he's just like, oh, beautiful. <laughs> And she says in the weirdest voice, I think that, but she says it in the Finnish or whatever, like, right? Okay. But she's, but she's getting kind of to the that and just, okay. like, I'll show it to you. But anyway, not the point. That sounds like a fake ass language. Yeah. Like, I, that's why I'm telling I didn't know what it was. I don't know if that's real. Um, when suddenly the door opens and three people with luggage walk in. So I was like, oh, okay, this is a hostel. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I was like, okay. And he stands up and he greets them, but the dark-haired man, who I didn't find out later, his name is, until way later, his name is Jason, okay, okay starts uh, no sprechen de Netherlands, you know? Mm-hmm. And the older man goes, oh, okay, haha. Well, welcome. And they're like, oh, we're looking for a room. And he's like, well, I have rooms. Come sit. And so they come over. And there's this guy, or there's Jason, there's Austin, and then there's Sam, right? Yeah. And this girl. Um, and she's just, like, on her phone, just facing her phone. Of okay? course. And the other guy is just kind of fucking around, just bopping and stuff in the background. And he's like, yeah, we're looking for a room. And he's like, oh, um... Oh, the lady from before, the lady that walked in, Kate, she just, like, kind of says something to him, but we didn't see what, there was no subtitles. I'm just assuming she was saying, Kate, I'll buy, you know. And she just, like, stares them down as she walks out, just... Okay. And I was like, the fuck do you want? Anyway, so they ignore her, and the old man tells them that he has a double room available with two bunk beds, and they said, that's great. There was a bunk bed and another bed. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, um, and they said, yep, that's great. Sounds good. And he's like, the other guy, Austin, was like, oh, are there any pubs nearby? And he goes, yeah, there's one actually right next door. It's great. 
blah, blah, blah. I don't remember what he called it, but he called it something in Swedish or Finnish or whatever. Yeah. And then he says what the name is in English, but I didn't catch it. And they all kind of laughed because it was silly. And, but yeah, he's like, so what are you guys doing here? He was like, where are you guys from? And the girl goes, Michigan. And uh, the other guy's like, she speaks. I was like, shut up, dude. But I guess he's annoyed because she's been on her phone this entire trip. Yeah. Okay. So um, they chat for a minute about how they're hitchhiking to Amsterdam, but their ride doesn't leave till the next morning. They chat for way too long about this. I'm just like, okay. So he just gets them to sign their names down and then is like, well, here's your key. Let me lead you to your room. No paying, nothing. Which, I mean, like, I know in a lot of movies they don't do that. Like, people just walk up and they're like, I have a room. And they're like, here's your key on the second floor. Like, which is fine because you don't want to be like, okay, perfect. I need a credit card and a picture ID. It takes, like, two minutes to do that shit. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to film that. So, it's fine. But, yeah. But all they did was write their names down on a piece of paper in a book. Like, that. they're just like... Okay. Okay. They're really trusting over there. Yeah. So... Okay, so they get to their room, and they're just kind of laying there. They're just laying there on the beds and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And Austin gets up, and he's like, come on, guys, let's go. Let's go do something. And they're like, what do you want us to do, man? This is a tiny town. There's nothing here. There's a pub so, next door. He's like, yeah, let's go explore it at least. Let's go walk around. And we don't have anything to do until our ride tomorrow. Like, And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's true. Like, you, If it's a small enough town, you can wander around and do shit. Like, yeah. Go do shit. Anyway, but um, Sam is still texting and stuff, so he gets mad and he takes her phone and he chucks it out the window. No. Right? Okay. And he was like, he's sick of her texting someone named Devin, right? And they're supposed to be single on this trip, whatever that means. And I was like, like, are you guys going around hoping to get laid while hanging out with your friends? That's weird as fuck, man. Maybe they all got dumped and so they were like, this is our singles trip. I guess, but like, she's not. So, I don't... I also probably wouldn't be okay with my girlfriend going to Europe with two guys. Like, that's just bizarre. So, they argue a little more. They argue for way too long about how they're supposed to be enjoying Europe together. And Jason is like, they have been. We've been going to castles and ruins. And he said a couple other things. And he's like, we've tasted beer in this place and wine in this place and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And Austin yells that he just wants a banger of a story. But I couldn't understand that. I heard, I had to go back and listen a couple of times because I thought he was saying, I just want to tell a banging, like, like I'm a bang, like, yeah. but I couldn't understand what he was saying because the audio was so bad. Yeah. And it took me forever to be like, a banger of a story. Okay. Got banger it, of it. a story. Like, I watched that scene like four times. Anyway. Jeez. Maybe it was just me, but yeah. He's like, I just want to tell them a banger of a story and stuff, right? Anyway, they argue a little bit more, but then Jason's like, you guys, yeah, let's just get out of this room. Let's. And I'm like, they seem to have been traveling around. For, if they're going to castles and ruins, they've, and they're hitchhiking, yeah. they've been traveling for at least a month. Yeah, like, yeah, like, And sure. I would get sick of my I friends. Mean, I love you. Thanks. I can't spend a month backpacking around Europe, with, oh, maybe with you. But you like, then. not with like... My, you know, if I'm I'm constantly sleeping in the same room as you guys, that's all we're ever doing is together. Because if we're not together, we're gonna all fucking get kidnapped and die. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, yeah, they're like, yeah, let's get out of here. So they decide to go down to the lobby. Okay, and they're looking around, and Jason's looking at this weird white wolf head mounted to the wall. It's just like this. I saw a picture of that on the IMDb. Yes. Yeah. And the girl goes to the fireplace mantle, and she's seeing some, like, decorative, fancy decorative jars and stuff, right? And they're, but they're, they, I mean, they're antique looking, you know? They're, they're like, the, the ribbed sides and stuff with the yeah. decorative lids and everything. And she can see something inside, but she can't tell what it is. So she opens the jar no. to reach in, okay? 
And um, the innkeeper grabs her hand. Mm-hmm. Same as me. Slap. Yeah. Bam. It's bitch. Bam. Bam. Yeah. Don't touch my, my stuff, right? Anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> he says, it's very rude to touch another person's room set. And I guess it's just, you know, the decorations okay. and stuff. That's why it's behind glass to see and not touch. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, I didn't know. How do you not know? And I was like, bitch, you're an adult. Yes, you, you do know. brought up with common decency or yeah, what? I'm gonna t- I didn't know not to touch you. Like, are you kidding me? Fuck off. I just- <laughs> okay. Anyway, so he smiles and says, it's all right. And then they're like, hey, can you show us the pub? And he's like, yeah. So he takes them over and even offers to get them a round of ale. I was Man, like, this is hospitable. Uh, yeah. Anyway, another American couple spots them and asks if they can all sit together. But you can barely hear anything they're saying over the Irish jig that's playing in the background. What the fuck are we doing? Anyway, so they all chat for a second, saying that the three of them just graduated from college. And the innkeeper returns, um, handing the girl a glass. And he says, ah, let's see. Sam, as he gives the girl her Mm -hmm. drink, right? And uh, Jason, and he's like, ah, yeah, thank you. And then he turns and goes, Texas, no, Austin. And I was like, ah, that's that's cute. That's funny. That's funny. But, um, (laughs) and they all grin at him and they're like, ah, ha, 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 right? And he pulls out Sam's phone saying he heard it ringing outside. And he doesn't know who Baby Cakes is, but he fears (laughs) that he is dying without you. And I was like, this guy is the best actor of the whole fucking movie. I can confirm it. I haven't even seen it. Yeah. Yep. it's He's like, I mean, he's sitting there with his cute little accent and stuff. And he's saying things. And I was like, ah, ha, ha. you know, like <laughs> I was genuinely smiling at this guy. I yeah. was like, he's cute. So, yeah. Uh, well, Austin gets annoyed and he steals Sam's drink, telling her that she's not man enough to drink this. And she's like, the fuck? I don't need to be man enough to drink this. And he says, this is Viking brew. And how dare she insult the ancestors? Fuck you, sir. Right? Well, the other American lady goes, whoa, Viking. Oh, that sounds like, uh, uh, oh, so romantic. Like she's having a brain aneurysm as she's talking. <laughs> okay. I will show you that scene. Okay. Okay. And Austin goes, what? <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah, that's right the audience. So, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And the other American man says that Sigurd was telling them some old legends before they got here. And I guess Sigurd is the innkeeper. Oh. So, yep. And... Anyway, he was like, yes, he was telling them Viking stories and love stories. And Austin says he gets enough love talk from Sam and he wants something scary and violent. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Right. (laughs) And he wants to know if there's some cool Viking ghosts laying around town. And how that works. Sigurd says, no, their ancestors rest in Valhalla. Yeah, they do. But there is a rule in town. They do not ever go into the Ompstel or Ompstella. Okay. Which is the forest around. Mm. So, anyway. Um, if you do, you'll never return. So you want them to go into the forest. That there are... Uh, and he says, some say there are dark dwarves, or the children of Baba Yaga, or the daughters of the goddess Hell. Uh, but everyone agrees something lives in the forest, and it's out to kill. And the innkeep thinks that uh, that they're Lorelei's, which means murmuring rocks. Oh, okay. okay. Beautiful women uh, who lure people to the river with their beautiful voices and drown them. Never heard of river sirens before. Right. But okay. I know. Uh, but they ask why, and he says, why do birds sing or snakes bite? It's in their nature. And they all scoff at him a little, and he asks if they really believe... Oh, and they if he really believes that there's women in the woods trying to kill people. And the innkeep says, why do you think we're all here right now? There's strength in numbers, like, while well, it's, like, still sunny out and stuff, right? And uh, the camera focuses on Austin weirdly first... Si- He's like, yeah, yeah, 
for six seconds. He's all excited. Okay. Okay. <laughs> One for alligator. Two for alligator. Three for alligator. Four for alligator. Five for alligator. Six for alligator. That is how long. I timed it. I pulled out my stopwatch. Okay. I'm just being like, yeah. 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 He was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So later that night, they're laying in their beds with the ugliest pink blankets in history. And Austin suddenly wakes up. And he starts beating the shit out of Sam with a pillow. And he's demanding that they go into the forest right now. Okay. Okay. And they're like, no, dude, we're not going to go into the fucking forest. It's 3 a.m. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. And he goes, listen, if you do this right now, I won't ask for another adventure uh, on the trip. And he'll tell them how he landed Eric Spinner. And okay. They're like, okay. And they go after him. I don't know what that means. Nope. I have no idea. I never learn. <laughs> I'm like, are you gay? Yeah. Who, is that what we're talking about? Who is Eric? You landed Eric is, Spinner? Is that a thing? Is that a person? Is, is that... he hot? Yeah. I don't know. I just, anyway. Okay. I was like, no wonder why he's jealous of Sam because Sam's got the cute guy named Devin. Yeah. He's or it jelly. could be girl. I don't know. It could be girl. Could be. So they agree and they head out in the woods and Sam, they're out in the woods finally. Sam's complaining about how far they've already walked, but Austin is saying he needs to prove the Lorelai's are real. And Sam looks at her phone, seeing that it's a few minutes off from Jason's. Uh, she's like, man, we've been walking for like, look, it's already almost uh, 3.30. And, and he's like, no, it's already 3.30. Like, look at, and it's like 10 minutes off. And she's like, oh, that ass hat really did break my phone. Okay. Not that it matters. So they hear a twig snap and a woman comes running into view, skidding on her knees before them, right? Uh, yes. Austin screams his fucking head off and jumps behind Sam. Okay. But it was like, ah! As he, like, steps behind. <laughs> like, it's, I just, just please go watch it. Please. Do you want me to pull it off? So, um, like, you can watch it later. But, um. That's not fun. But, I mean, you can in a bit. But, yeah. So, anyway, Jason quickly tells her that they're not going to hurt her. Okay. And she says, in some of the worst acting I have ever seen in my entire life. Okay. She starts speaking her line before Jason does for a second, yes. right? And she says, I thought you were one of them. The evil that lingers in El Deon or whatever it's called, right? And Austin gets excited. And she explains that she did, or he's like, oh, did you see the Lorelei's? She goes, I didn't see them, but I heard them. They must have stopped chasing me when I got on the path. Are you okay? I, I, thought, I thought you were one of them. One of who? The evil that lingers in Amp Delden. <laughs> you mean the Lorelei? You saw them? I heard them. I heard something. <laughs> it's true. I don't know what the hell they were, but they were chasing me. Then where are they? They must have stopped when I got on the path. That's literally how everyone talks the entire time. It's so time. bad, right? Yes. It's like they're literally reading from a script, like, right in front of them. Okay? Yes. And they say... Oh, they say that she should stick with them, right? Because it's safer in numbers, right? right? And Jason says that they should head back to town. And Austin yelling, fuck that. He's going to get his fucking story and takes off. And then Austin's like, come on, guys. We can't just let him wander around the woods by himself. And they're like, okay, so they go on. after him, right? A bit later, Sam is so annoyed, she decides to go back on her own. And Jason's like, no, you can't go back. What are you talking about? Like, it's in stuff. And she's like, I'll be fine. There's no Lorelei's in the woods. He's like, but there's wild animals. Still, yeah. we're in the forest. And she goes, when have we seen wild animals? And he's like, we haven't seen them yet, but what the fuck ever? And she's like, I'll be fine. No. And she goes, she tells him that um, he can hit on his new, or she'll go talk to her boyfriend, and he can talk to his new girlfriend. 
Okay. Okay, this, this woman from this the This random woods. woman, right? And so they do a little secret handshake and she leaves. And as Sam's walking through the trees, she's staring at her phone, like, super close to her face, like she's trying to get a signal or, the, like, yeah. lift it up high. But she's, like, right in front of her face the whole time, okay? And she gets startled by a girl in a white dress walking past. And it's that picture I sent you of that girl. But this thing is, like, like around her boobies like just yeah, it's like weird. it's it's weird fucking dress yeah. okay? and and wide open in the back like like they're supposed like to be like you couldn't zip it up yeah you bought like it at the thrift store and it was too small it was too and you small. said oh well yep and she continue like she's walking a little bit and sam was like oh i'm sorry i didn't see you are you okay like is everything all right because this girl very much looks like she's like in a daze and stuff right she's like hello are you all right and the girl turns and looks back at her so and then turns and keeps walking into the woods okay Sam drops her phone on the ground, says, I shouldn't be doing this, but follows this girl as she starts taking off her dress. Okay. Not Sam, just the girl. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The naked chick then throws herself at Sam and like starts kissing her, and Sam is a little startled for a second. And then goes full throttle, groping, kissing. I thought this was gonna turn into a porno. Wow. I was like, I'm watching this at work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, I was like, oh, like, there's full grabbing, grabbing of the movies and stuff. I was like, oh, like, wow. Not just like, kind of like, I it was like, <laughs> in your voice, there was something when you're like, I don't know if I should be the one watching this. I was like, what are we saying here? Sorry. <laughs> but I was like, oh my gosh, right? Okay. But as they're making out, Sam starts coughing, okay? And little dribbles of water start coming out of her mouth. But the girl, the naked girl, keeps grabbing her face and pulling her back in to kiss more. Mm -hmm. And keeps doing it. Keeps kissing her over and over again. And Sam has to keep pulling away to cough as she's just coughing up mouthfuls of water, right? And then she falls to the ground dead. I don't know if she's like dead, dead or whatever. (laughs) But the naked chick leans over her. And it's, like, too dark to see what's going on. But I saw full everything. Yeah. I saw... All of it. All of it. Yeah. I saw butt. I saw vag. I saw... But, I mean, I didn't see, like, spread legs, so that was okay. But, like, <laughs> I saw V. It's whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, Jason is walking along through the woods a little bit later. As he asks the girl, he's like, so, what's your name? And she says, Haldora. And he's like... Haldora, that's a really interesting name. She's like, um, yeah, my family's from the Netherlands. And he was like, yeah, you don't have an accent. She's like, no, not me. Probably because okay. they just couldn't get a girl with an accent. I, I don't know, fucking know. Anyway, so as they're walking, Austin up ahead finds Sam's cell phone. I don't know how. Okay. She was walking back. I guess they're just walking in circles, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> okay. And they rush forward and they start yelling out for Sam. But Haldora, Haldora tells them, no, it's a trap. They're trying to lure them off the path. Right. And uh, Haldora says they need to split up that she and Jason will head back towards town to try to find Sam on the path. Nope. But Austin needs to go forward to see if Sam is just messing with them. Mm. And Austin yells, yes, sir, El Capitan, and sprints the fuck off. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> like when you hand something to a, like a, a five-year-old or something. Like, this is your mission. Like a chubby little five-year-old. And they're just like, <laughs> like, yeah. That's him. Imagine a chubby little five-year-old. You hand them something they're not supposed to have, or they take something they're not supposed to have, and they fucking book it. 
That's this. That's this. But he's like screamed at at the top of his lungs. Anyway, okay. Austin finds a river and he sees another girl just like sitting in a white dress, just like staring at him. But I realized from art because like they then show Austin's point of view and she's the fuck over there. I don't know how he saw her in the dark. Okay. Like, okay. And she just kind of starts like raising her hands and being like, come. The gimme gimme. Come to me. Okay. Okay. There's no singing whatsoever. There's no luring people with their beautiful voices. There's none of that shit, okay? There's there's no singing, right? Austin, however, decides, fuck yes, strips <laughs> naked, oh. jumps into the water, okay? And then I guess this is where the sound comes in, because, like, the second he hits the water, there's some weird ringing, ridiculously loud ringing going on, okay? okay. And he starts screaming, grabbing his head, Bleeding from his eyes. Oh. Okay. As he just screams in pain as he sinks into the water and dies. <laughs> so okay. Jason and Haldora keep walking when suddenly she starts walking off in one direction. Just walking. And he's like, what? Haldora, where are you going? So he follows after her. And she takes him to a hot spring. Only to start kissing him. Okay. She just turns. Starts macking face. She's also wearing jeans. And a blouse. Like, she's not dressed like these other girls in the slightest, okay? She's looking like a person, okay? Yeah. And she We all knew she wasn't a person. Right? She goes, I warned you of the evil. (laughs) As she... The other two women come out of the woods. Oh. And they start... (laughs) To undress him. And I said, why the fuck am I watching this? (laughs) (laughs) And they all get into the water. As Haldora says in the most monotone voice, forget your friends. Will you stay with me? And he replies whatever and falls into the water with her (laughs) what is going on okay a little bit later the innkeep fucking walks out of the trees okay as he's curling his mustache like he's like he's full-on curling his mustache and he approaches the girls and they're all just kind of swimming naked in the water and stuff okay and uh he asks if they enjoyed their sacrifices Hmm. and haldora replies yes we always do under your care sigurd Inga and Katla were very happy. We'd like to give you another gift. Perhaps something to go in your rooms. And he replies that he needs no gifts. And she says, not even the flowers we bring you? As he's like holding one of the flowers from the so earlier. So the girl from the beginning was a, a siren? I don't think so. She said the basket was by the door. So beautiful, I think they just... Beautiful, beautiful flowers. Yeah, I just, okay. Anyway. And he says, just the flowers and stuff. Like, and he tells her that he will bring her another set of Americans for the sacrifice tomorrow night, right? Ugh. And she tells him to go then. The more they eat, the more I get to see you. Okay. And he says, anything for them. And the girls swim off. Okay. Back at the campfire, the group all think it was a good story. They were like, oh, that was a good one. Probably the best one of the... I mean, yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. Anyway, so the blonde girl, because I didn't know her name, says that she's going to get more firewood and Michael's going to join her. So she Mm. grabs his hand and stuff. And the brunette girl, who I now know is... Natalie. Natalie, okay, asks if they want to read one more before the others get back. And, uh... She says, this one's called Summer Camp. Oh. And he's like, no, I don't want to read that one. And she's like, <laughs> Frank, sorry, she's talking yeah. to Frank. And she's like, come on, it'll be fun. And she starts reading four summer camp counselors out in the woods, reading from the book that ruins childhoods. They're lost <laughs> out there, lost and exposed. Where they'll end up tonight, God only knows. And we see, like, as she's talking, it's her voiceover, as we see the blonde girl and the other dude, like, like they're kissing so hard like i was worried for their teeth yes 
I was genuinely worried for their teeth. Okay. Yes. The voice continues, or Natalie continues, they better start running. She's coming for blood. In flurry of crimson, the forest will flood. Suddenly they hear a girl scream and they leap up. They're like, oh, that sounded like Jody. Jody. And uh, they go running into the woods as they see the blonde girl, like, come stumbling towards them. And she's bleeding from her neck. And Frank is like, oh, my gosh. And they grab her. And you see that her, like, throat's been slashed. Okay. And they're like, oh, my gosh, no. And and Frank's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And they hear this demonic voice that um, sounds like a child speaking and a broken McDonald's drive through speaker. <laughs> okay? okay. Like, where it's supposed to be, like, that deep, dark, demonic voice and stuff. But it sounded like a broken speaker okay. while a child was also speaking and stuff. So it sounded like they took her voice and then played it again. Warped it. With, yeah. with a warp and stuff. But I was like, she kind of sounds like a demonic Julia Child. Like, anyway. <laughs> okay. And it says, it's not okay, Frank. And some girl, Stacy, yeah, walks okay. out of the woods. Okay. And she's holding a... Um, canoe or kid okay and they're like what where's mike blah 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 and she holds up these two just like ping pong balls are they eyeballs and they're like a little bloody and stuff and she's like mike's happy to see you okay and they're like oh stacy and she says that book was mine they should have let her keep it right okay okay and the brunette girl asks, did she do this? And Stacy replies, come on, you've read the stories. You're all having so much fun. And Frank says, this is fucked. This is so fucked, right? And uh, she replies, so like this little girl was so good. She's like, thank you for your eloquence. Very perceptive of you. And the brunette says, this was all just good fun. And the little girl goes, well, I didn't realize it was all in good fun. Well, you're good to go then. Sorry about your friends and all the killing. And Frank says, are you serious? And she replies, fuck no, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Which I want to say to everyone for now. Fuck no, Frank. Like, it was so good. I fucking died. That's amazing. I laughed so hard at that, right? You can go. You're free. And she says, unfortunately, we're going to have to kill you, too. And Frank and the brunette girl just, like, book it, okay? But the girl chases after him, and they run for a little while, and they go, oh, I think we lost her. And she just walks in front of them. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Magic's her way. Yep. She's just holding this rowing oar, and she, like, ah, and hits them. And I just, it shows her point of view as she just keeps, like, whacking at the camera and stuff, right? So the next morning, some dude, old man, okay? Old man. Okay. Okay. Uh, is looking for his son and is talking to some counselor. Maybe it's Dwayne. Uh, maybe. Dwayne I, mean, I didn't hear a name. Okay. Yeah, maybe he said Dwayne. I'm not sure. Okay. But he's like, I'm looking for my son. And the one, ca- this, this random other dude counselor, okay, this guy, anyway, okay. saying that uh, his son's been here for three weeks and the counselor's like, I don't know who your kid is. Like, it's a big camp. I don't know. I don't know where your kid is. Like, okay. I don't even know if he's here. And he's like, what do you mean he's not here? Okay. And they're arguing for a little bit. Okay. And an older woman, like 60s, okay, okay. Older, white hair, okay, walks up to the same counselor and she says, oh, I'm looking for my daughter, Stacy Smith. And I was like, your daughter? Uh, you mean your granddaughter? You your grand? Yeah. Whatever. Okay. And... <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, she's over there in this cabin. And the guy's like, how do you know what cabin 
she's in. And so the lady walks off. She's now walking with some other lady, and they're talking about how there's a search party for all the missing people. And I don't know if they had to, like, they were, like, missing all these adults or these people now. So they then had to call the parents to tell them to come get their kids or because it's the next day where they're supposed to be picking up their kids. Yeah. But all of these parents are going up to the counselor being like, where are my kids? Like... When it's the council, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Because there was no one else there, right? Okay. Anyway, so they, I guess she finds Stacy because Stacy's just getting into her car okay. later, right? And happily pulls out the red book. And her mom's like, what's that? And she says, it's just a book, mom. As the mom starts to drive away. The end. Okay. This... I will watch Dollface again. Yeah. I'm going to go watch Dollface again. Yeah. Hold it close. Yeah. Hold it dear. Oh, my gosh. This, I'm, I'm telling you guys, this, the, I, you can't, you, I can't. You, we can't fully can't, explain what is happening here, You've okay? heard a couple clips. Yep. But, like, oh, my God, you cannot understand until you sit down and watch this yep. fuckery. It is so bad. It's so bad. I don't know how much more we can shit yeah, on this movie. You just have to see it. You to believe have it. to see it. You it's genuinely so have to see it. It's so bad. Yeah. Everything you just heard, the whole thing is like that. Uh, it's really the audio mm-hmm. and the writing and the acting and the filming and everything yeah. about it. Yep. It could have been okay. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Like I can even I can even get like badish acting I can give a pass ish for if the story's pretty good. Yeah. But like it wasn't. No. My story was the most entertaining. No offense. Sorry. It was. But like it was. It was. (laughs) (laughs) It was. And like none of them had a real ending. It was just kind of like drop off. Yep. Uh, fade to black anyway. 2.2 is generous that's all I have to say so oh, if you watch it please let us know it's on Tubi it's free Yeah. if you need to have a cringe night get a lot of popcorn oh, yeah. and some cookies it's or something it's so good like it's oh, yeah. I'm, oh I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> anyway, anyway we gotta go we thanks, love you guys. have a great time have a great time Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Let us know what you think by commenting on Instagram and TikTok or emailing us at bmoviebashpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to our episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and so many more. If you want to support the podcast, you can find our coffee donation link in the episode description or check out one of our awesome sponsors. And as always, make sure to like, subscribe, and tell your friends. If you're anything like me, you're not drinking nearly as much water as you should. As much as we want to be healthy, sometimes it's hard to pick up that water bottle full of boring, plain water over and over again. Thankfully, I discovered Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a delicious water additive that has five essential vitamins, three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, and hydrates two times faster than water alone. I love Liquid IV when I'm traveling because as much as I don't want to use an airplane bathroom, it is so important to stay hydrated when you're flying. The packaging is super convenient and you can easily bring your empty water bottle through security, fill it up in the terminal, and add your favorite flavor of Liquid IV. Liquid IV is made with premium ingredients and is also gluten, dairy, and soy-free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDGINGYOU, with no spaces, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JUDGINGYOU at liquidiv.com.